Don't look back because the market is closed. Hello, everyone. This is Kit Perridge with your Monday afternoon daily investing uh, podcast with you, where we tell you in just a couple of minutes uh, what happened in the markets today. More importantly, we tell you what's going to happen going forward using the VRA investing system as our guide. Kind of a quiet day today. The Dow dropped as much as about 97 points before closing down 27 points at uh, 26,384. Um, again, quite all around. Uh, honestly, <laughs> we're looking at uh, tenths of a percent change here. Very quiet market. The old saying is never short a dull market. My mentors taught me this long ago. I think it's very true, and I believe it's held up over time. Uh, but uh, today, we really are seeing more of what we saw on Friday. We saw uh, J.P. Morgan and a couple of Wells Fargo, a couple of other banks report uh, earnings, uh, Q1 earnings on Friday. Of course, J.P. Morgan blew it out of the, out of the water. Stock uh, was up 4%. Gave back some of those gains today. Today, Goldman Sachs and Citi reported, folks, that these banks are not what they used to be. And uh, while it's good to see, every CEO to date has said we're seeing uh, a, a solid economy. We're seeing, uh, we're seeing uh, uh, very few uh, loan problems. Uh, you know, uh, loan growth is growing. Uh, but you just, these banks have changed so much. And uh, everything's, technology has really forced a lot of change. So many banks could really care less today about the retail operations. It's all skewed now to, uh, to, the, to the big boys, you know, they're with the big lenders. Uh, they, want the, uh, uh, they want the side deals they're able to do that bring in a lot of shadow money. And uh, it's just a different group. I, I, we rarely recommend this group at all. Either way, every now and then we may do options on the XLF or something like that. But uh, uh, we're, uh, we're waiting for the rest of the earnings to come forward. It's good to see. These uh, banks report decent to solid numbers. It's great to see, along with positive commentary about the year going forward. Uh, but we're waiting to see what uh, many of these tech leaders say. It's a bit of a pickup from here the rest of this week. Next week is when we really go hot and heavy with Q and earnings. But, but we are getting some good news uh, from, the, uh, uh, from fund flows. Uh, just this past week, we've, we learned that uh, in the SPY, which is the largest uh, ETF, the uh, S&P 500 ETF, which is both uh, cash and dividends, we're learning that uh, fund flows are coming back. Uh, investors put uh, plowed about uh, just under $6 billion into new funds uh, into the markets. That's the best in four months. Uh, that is good and bad. If you remember back in December, if you were with us then, there, we had back-to-back weeks, back-to-back weeks of uh, $100 billion leaving the market. So to report that uh, $5.6 billion is coming into SPY, of course, the total there for the ETS is going to be in, the, in the, about the $30 billion range for the week. Uh, but still, it's no comparison to the money that left the market in December, uh, worst, uh, worst fund flows in history. So we're certainly not back to – we're nowhere near euphoria. We're nowhere near investors just you know, putting their life savings back into the market thinking it can't go down. But we are seeing optimism begin to return. That's a good thing. Uh, on the uh, overbought areas, and again, we've been talking about this for the last, uh, what, four or five days. If you've been joining us. The market is at extreme overbought. Uh, this, there, that's what we see in all of our momentum oscillators. Uh, we see it in money flow and relative strength. And we see it across the board, uh, even in the Russell 2000, which is – you know, as, as the major market indices approach all-time highs, just within 1% to 2% of all-time highs, the Russell 2000 small caps are still 9% below 
uh, their uh, their highs of late August of last year. So, um, we even that index is, is trading at extreme overbought on the oscillators that we follow in the VRA investing system. Um, and at the same time, we just now yesterday or Friday, I should say, we saw the VIX drop below twelve. That's the first time since October the third that's happened. That means that nobody. That's the fear index. It means almost nobody is worried about this market. If you're a contrarian, not exactly what you want to see. It's not exactly what we want to see. We like buying when there's blood in the streets. Certainly nowhere to do that now. Also with that, we see that the put-call ratio for both equities and for ETFs is hitting five-month lows. So that tells us that very few people are buying puts. Everybody's buying calls. Um, again, as a contrarian, not what you really want to see. Doesn't We're not top callers. We don't believe in picking a market top. Uh, it's very common in, in big bull markets like the one we're in right now that the markets get overbought, they get too extreme overbought, they might take a bit of a pause, and then they just keep going higher. Uh, as, as Tyler likes to say, overbought uh, becomes more overbought, and uh, it's very true. So we're just pointing the facts out to you. This is, there's a time to be aggressive as a buyer. And this is a time to be smart as a buyer. We believe it's time to be smart as a buyer and uh, probably not the best time to put a whole lot of new money to work in these markets because the risk profile is elevated. That, that's all we're saying here. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about the internals a bit today. Uh, again, negative internals today. Uh, advanced decline was negative one and a half to one. Uh, volume, uh, up-down volume was negative by two to one. A little surprising on a day that was just barely down whatsoever. Uh, but the, the highlight of the, of the day continues to be – I frankly, I can't remember. Uh, the, I've got it in my notes here, but I can't remember the last time we had negative 52-week highs to lows. And, and uh, it was 4 to 1 today positive. 412 stocks hit new 52-week highs to so just 121 hitting new 52-week lows. It's been many, many days. Uh, I believe uh, – and I'll check my records uh, for our next podcast, but I believe it's been – Three weeks, maybe four weeks, if memory serves, since we've had negative 52-week highs to lows. This is a sign that the market continues to go up because breadth is, is, is improving. A lot of stocks are breaking out on the charts. That's a very good sign. Stocks that break out to the upside, folks, there's no way you can interpret that as being bearish. By e Even the most bearish and most perma-bearish of technicians out there could not ever tell you that stocks hitting new 52-week highs are a bearish indicator because they're not. So, again, that's another positive. In our sectors today, again, pretty quiet day. Of the 11 S&P 500 sectors, uh, five out of uh, the uh, – excuse me. Yeah, five out of the uh, – five out of the 11 were higher, six were lower. Uh, nothing more than 1% either way. Uh, the winners were consumer staples and healthcare. Losers were financials and real estate. Uh, gold closed today at to down four dollars an ounce at twelve ninety. Oil closed at thir down thirty eight cents a barrel at sixty three fifty one. Again, never short a dull market, but we'll leave you with this VRA investing system update. Now we write we write about this with our with our clients with our members all over the world on a regular basis. As many of you know, we report back here how our screens are looking. Uh, this is a, our proprietary system, goes back 34 years. Uh, I, I began to build it based on what my mentors taught me was most important to them in the markets. I wanted to have something uh, that was based on what they had seen because their mentors worked during the Great Depression on Wall Street. So that's the lineage that I come through with, with my mentors, and it's, uh, 
It's something I've, I've always uh, appreciated a great deal. I know how fortunate I am to have had those guys because they had a very unique way of looking at the markets. They really could care less about what was in the news. They used to laugh at news releases. Uh, they called it propaganda, and it's just served me well. And they were the ultimate contrarians. They love buying when there's blood in the streets. And when everybody's excited, well, they love to sell and take profits or at least hedge the portfolio with some puts. But today, the VR investing system, uh, so 12 proprietary screens, 70% fundamental, 30% technical, uh, 10 of the 12 screens uh, remain bullish. That, we've, that's been the case for some time. Uh, we are aggressively long. We, we, our best advice is keep buying dips. Have your portfolios in place. No, no real need to do anything new right now besides dollar cost average, which we do every month here. Is what we instruct our, our clients to do. But we just say keep buying dips. Uh, stay long because the U.S. economy and the global economy continue to flash solid growth, it, even in light of what you might have been hearing about the uh, coming recession in China or the recession that's coming throughout Europe. It's just not happening. So maybe slower growth is not a reason to sell stocks. Stocks are a leading indicator. They're telling you what's going to happen three, six months, maybe even a year down the road. And right now what it's telling us uh, with global markets back above their 200-day moving average in almost every case is that the U.S. and global economy is, is, is in, in fine footing. The U.S., of course, is much, much better. But we see liquidity and corporate earnings with accelerating improvement, folks, accelerating improvement. That's what we see. Uh, and we see some big-time bullish macro trends. Again, something my mentors believe to be most important. These include the U.S. economy leads and the world follows. That's been the case since World War II. It's not, nothing changing that for us here. U.S. growth, we see it as just in the third inning of what is going to be a, a, a long-term mega boom. Nationalism beats globalism hands down. Uh, this is something we talk about here often. We hear very few other uh, investment guys and girls talk about this. But the world right now is kicking globalism to the curb. Thankfully, let it die a slow and painful death. Three decades of job killing uh, for the United States, for manufacturing, and just destroying our GDP. Uh, the same can, can be said about other countries and other parts of the world. As money is forced into, into, into special interest in their pockets. So uh, globalism is going away. It's a big time, big time macro positive. And also investor sentiment. Yeah, funds are starting to come back into, into equities. That's great to see. But in all of these polls you look at, all these surveys you look at, investor sentiment is still way too bearish. Yeah, the percentage of uh, retail investors in the market continues to be something like 15, 16-year lows. Uh, bull markets simply do not end until investor euphoria returns. It means we've got many, many years, almost certainly, uh, before we see a top based on investor sentiment, most important part, uh, we believe, is the most important, a very important part of investing. And finally, our top VRA sectors include technology, energy, biotech, miners, housing, emerging markets, and China. This is how we're positioned right now, I'll repeat. Technology, energy, biotech, miners, housing, emerging markets, and China. Uh, we continue to believe these are, uh, are sectors that they are going to outperform just as they've been doing. And also... The small caps, Russell 2000 now is back above its 200-day moving average. Again, they're all overbought, so uh, with that in mind, Russell 2000 back above its 200-day. It was the last major index, U.S. index, to, to get back above the 200-day. If you're a trend investor, 
uh, if you're trend followers, we are here, then uh, that's most important to you. The 200-day and the 50-day, of course, with some of our shorter-term uh, moving averages as well. But um, we're also seeing the Russell 2000 would have a golden cross. For those of you that believe they're important, we do. Uh, the golden cross uh, by signal where, where the 50-day crosses over the 200-day to the upside. That should take place within the next week. It could be in the next uh, three, three, four days or so. It's hard to, to, to tell day by day, but soon we'll see a golden cross in the uh, small caps. Our forecast you know, has been bullish for a long time. Uh, we predicted Trump would win. We said that Dow Jones would top 25,000 in his first two years in office. It did that. Uh, we've been on record for quite some time saying the Dow Jones will break 35,000 uh, to the upside by 2020 and 50,000 by the end of Trump's second term, end of 2024. So we are looking at a decade-long bull market. And I'm going to go and wrap today with a quote, a tweet from, from our president uh, over the weekend. He said, if the Fed had done its job properly, which it has not, the stock market, he's talking about the Dow Jones, would have been up 5,000 to 10,000 additional points, and GDP would have been up well over 4% instead of 3% with almost no inflation. Quantitative tightening was a killer. Should have done just the opposite. I echo, I don't know about the five to 10,000 additional Dow points. I, that's the one thing I don't know about. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll side with the president, much smarter guy than I am. Uh, so, but I agree with everything he said. Of course, it's exactly right. It's exactly right. The stock market would have been much, much higher if we hadn't had nine straight rate hikes, especially the last few that came as we were seeing clear signs that the market couldn't handle it. And the quantitative tightening was the real killer. Uh, really selling too many bonds too quick. The market wasn't prepared to absorb it. And then we saw the Fed had saying, oh, we're just getting started. We're just, we're just getting started. You know, that's when the, the selling really started. So the Fed needs to get out of the way. They need to get off TV. We don't need them to see anyone talking heads. They're not rock stars. We don't really care what they have to say. And frankly, most of them just need to get a, a real job. Folks, with that, uh, have a great Monday evening. We'll see you back here again tomorrow to close again. My name is Kip Herridge. Uh, please join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com.